0: Welcome to St. Corey Christian Center and our most recent podcast as we go through the book of Ephesians, chapter by chapter and verse by verse, as we learn what it means to be equipped. God bless you and have a wonderful day. Ephesians chapter 5, I'm going to start at verse 15 and the, and the theme of today is the walk of wisdom. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise anybody here a wise guy redeeming the time because the days are evil therefore do not be unwise but understand that the will of the Lord is and do not be drunk with wine and which is in dispensation but be filled with the spirit speaking to one another in Psalms and hymns and spiritual songs singing and make a melody in your heart to the Lord giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ submitting to one another in the fear of God father we thank you for your word that's forever settled in heaven we thank you for the anointing we thank you for strength we thank you father that we have the honor to baptize folks like we did here today and father that you're still in despite of this world that is In clear chaos, you're doing a great work, and you're doing amazing things. And Father, we give you praise, and may we give you glory in Jesus' name. And everybody said? I think everybody here would, um, no doubt, if I said, who here would like to have more wisdom? So what is wisdom? Wisdom is knowing how to operate the knowledge that you have. But the, the writer says it this way, he says, so that you walk, be careful in how you walk, that you walk carefully, not as fools, but as wise. So, in order to understand that, how do fools walk? How do fools manage their day? How do, What's a fool look like if we're going to understand what a wise person looks like? What does a foolish person look like? And. To understand that, you have to read the whole chapter of the book of Ephesians. Now remember, when we started this chapter out, the, the, um, the contrast was darkness and light. Remember that? So the fool walks in darkness. The fool says, there is no God. That's what the Bible says. The fool says, I'll do my own thing. The fool says, I'll just make up my own mind with my own life and my own journey and my own heart, my eternal destiny in my earthly plans. The fool says, I'll figure it out myself and I don't need any help. That's what the fool says. But light says, I need God. Light says, I cannot do anything without his direction, without his love, without his power, without his grace. The wise person says, I'm going to surrender my heart to Jesus. The wise person says, I need baptized. The wise person says, I'm going to study and show myself approved a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the Word of God. The wise person says, I'll walk daily with God in the light of the Scripture, in the light of the power of the Holy Spirit. I will walk wisely in light. Amen. The light of the Holy Spirit gives you an I insight And to the things that we need to know. Amen? So, we have a decision to make. Do I walk as fools? And isn't it easy to step into the trap of a fool? Do you ever have foot and mouth disease? All right, all right, y'all here. Y'all here. You online, y'all are here. (laughs) And what's the first response? How could I be so foolish to say such a thing? You ever been there? That was a foolish thing or that was a foolish thought. I, 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 it just slipped right out. We've all been there. It just, you know, I've been there where just some folks say, well, maybe you need a better, better filter. I got one guy who says, I ain't got no filter. <laughs> but when I walk with wisdom, what it's saying is the Holy Spirit then gets an opportunity to step into my vocabulary. God gets the opportunity to have the first word and the last. You with me so far? The Holy Spirit will always get the opportunity when you walk as a wise person, as you walk as a wise Christian, when you walk that way and say, I'm going to be in the light. Now, here's the good news. As long as you stay in the light, you will stay in the realm of wisdom. If you don't stay in light, you can't have the wisdom because there's a gift of the Spirit called the word of knowledge and the word of wisdom. You see, wisdom is not just earthly things You see, there are people on the earth that are wise. For example, there are people that if somebody came to me and said, I have a question about how to invest my money for retirement. I have a question about insurance, or i got a question about business. I could send you to people that are very wise in those terms or matters I just brought up. However, there is a wisdom that comes from God and from the word of God and the power of the Holy Spirit that only comes from God. Because he is eternal, he knows the end from the beginning. He knows the first from the last. He is the Alpha and the Omega. He knows A, he knows Z, all at the same time. And when you're facing a moment where you're like, I don't know what to do. I need wisdom in this situation. God says, call unto me and I will answer. Proverbs chapter 2 verse 6 says it this way. For the Lord gives wisdom from his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. Do you ever hear the term, book smart, street stupid? Maybe you know one or two like that. Do you know what? There are people that can know this book inside out. Now this is kind of rough terms, but you're going to have to understand the context of bringing this out. There are people that can know this book from cover to cover, all 66 books and be stupid about God. How is that? The letter killeth, but the Spirit brings life. We need the power of the Holy Spirit to interpret the Word of God in our hearts. I can't just study say, I know this, I know that, but if I have all the knowledge, even Paul said it best. I can pontificate, I can give you cool words, I can just blow your mind and be an artist with words, but if I do it without love, I'm just a astounding brass and a tinkling cymbal. I'm just a noise, that's all I am. Wisdom is the heart and the mind of God's love in the situation that you're at right now to make sure that whenever you're in that moment, God says, "Use my wisdom. Use my wisdom. Use my wisdom." You will know it's God's wisdom by way that when you walk away from that, like we talked about last Sunday, you left a good stench. You with me? You'll know God's wisdom is in that moment because the aroma that you left when you left that room says, come on back. I want to talk more to you. The wisdom of God is is a gravitational thing. I remember sitting down, you have to forgive me, but I, I don't repent over the matter. But I, refra- I refer to Brother McKean a lot, and God rest his soul. But I, there's oftentimes I would hardly wait to sit down and talk to him because I knew I would get wisdom from him. So I don't want to be foolish. I want to be careful. And I've got, this is what I want to be very clear on this point this morning. I'm going to make up my mind every day I'm walking in the wisdom of God. How do you do that? Thank you for asking you know you can be in the wisdom of God when you get into the Word of God every day and you talk to God every day. Now that may sound like bread, and beans and not get you all fired up one to Jericho, but I promise you if you do that on a sustainable basis, you will get into moments that are hard, you will get into moments that are unique, and something will come to you and you'll say, where'd that come from? You ever been there before? That is the wisdom of the Holy Spirit working inside of you. Saints, you know what? Say this. Say that. You don't know what they're going through. You don't know what they're facing. You don't know what's going on at home. But speak my words of love and power and light and wisdom. And I assure you, I will give them a breakthrough in their life just because you use God's wisdom. You with me so far? Then he says this. He says, redeeming the time. We don't use that word redeeming the time a lot up here, but down south they use that word a fair amount redeem the time. It simply means this make best use of your time. What's the best time waster right now on planet Earth? What are we doing? Wasting our time with this foolishness. Your phone even measures how much time you waste on this junk. Could you imagine, and I'm talking to Jodie McBeth too right now, okay? When you get your little report of analytics from your phone at the end of the week, how much time is spent on social media, if you took that time and said, God, that's yours. I'm sorry, but that's a hand clap. (laughs) If we all made that move and took whatever hours that is, and said, God, I want wisdom, I want insight, I want authority, I want power, I want strength, I want the gifts of the Spirit. God says, take that two or three hours a week, maybe it's more, and give that time to me and put Facebook aside, Instagram aside, TikTok aside, Snapchat aside, whatever else is going on, put it aside and give it to me. This church right here and across North America was the God-sent revival. How do you know? Because God says it simply this. You take one step towards me, I'm on your way. When you invest in the things of God, He pours out, He pours out, He pours out, He pours out. So again, it's a conscious spiritual decision. I am going to make best use of my time. What are some prayers that a person could pray when they say, hey, I'm going to make best use of my time. I guarantee you, if you pray that prayer, God's going to do a few things. Number one, He's going to put scripture in your heart. Second thing He's going to do, He's going to start letting you operate in knowledge and wisdom. And that's not a spooky, mystical thing. That's something that should be happening 24-7 in the life of the church. And when you say, I'm going to redeem the time, I guarantee you, That God's going to say the third thing he's going to do, he's going to put someone in your mind that you ought to be praying for or reaching out to. Hello? Why? Because this, time's ticking away. Time's ticking away. And God's saying, I'm standing at the door and I'm knocking. Bonnie, time's ticking away. Bonnie responded and opened up that door and said, come on in. There's a knock at the door. Emily heard it. Jesus gets me. Come on in. There's room at the Father's house. All because somebody took the time and said, I will redeem the time. It's not Facebook time. It's not gossip time. It's not Snapchat time. It's not TV wasting time on the couch. It's God time. And God will speak to the heart of the church every time we redeem the time. Psalms 90 and 12 says it like this. Teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 11 says it this way. Yet God has made everything beautiful for its time. He has planted eternity in the human heart. But even so, people cannot see the whole scope of God's work from beginning to end. You think about it. Every person that you meet on the highway and the byway, God's planted eternity in your heart. That's why I can say confidently, everybody you see stands a chance with God. Because he's planted it there. He's planted it there. Anybody here plant a garden or flowers or anything this spring? I'm not going to ask how she's going and how she's growing. But guess what? When God was molding us and God was shaping us and God was putting us together, he said, you know what? (laughs) I'm putting in a seed. I'm going to plant something in there. Because one day someone's going to come along and say a word Under the authority of the power of the Holy Spirit and just like sunlight That plant down in that ground And all of a sudden the work of biology Starts and that seed begins to germinate And grow Light penetrates down to that ground With light and with water Such as with the human heart There's a seed somewhere down in there And a word is given out in light And the Holy Spirit is pouring out Like rain and something hits That seed just like it did With Bonnie, just like it did with Emily and that seed says I want more that's what's going on. And what does that seed do in your garden? Just like it cries out and says, I want, to the, I want to the origins of that light. It starts germinating. It starts growing. Get me out of here. Get me out of here. I want to get out of this ground. I want to boost. I want to just flow forth. Such as the spirit and the plant of the living God that's in us, it cries out for the maker. I'm sorry. That's good stuff. I know y'all may be a little quiet this morning, but I'm telling you, that's why it's so imperative to say, you know what, I'm walking in wisdom because you're rubbing shoulders and I'm rubbing shoulders with people that in every one of them, there is a seed, there is a seed, there is a seed from the very heart of God that says, you know what, deposit my spirit into their life and you'll see them grow. Psalms 31, verse 14 to 15 says it this way, but I trust in you, Lord. I say you're my God, and my time is in your hands. Deliver me from the hands of the enemies, from those who pursue me. In this day that you and I are living right now, we need to make a solemn decision that I'm going to make best use of my time. And when we make up that decision, it's okay to get strategic. Say, well, God's just a God. He runs her by the seat of his pants. No, he don't. He don't. There's a time and there's a season for everything with God. He's not sitting up there in heaven doing willy-nilly. Sitting there, and, well, what's going on day? What's going on today? What should we do? Well, we'll wait for that time to come before we do anything about it. I don't know what we're doing today. I promise you, God's not doing that. He knew it would take six days to create this earth. He had it all mapped out and all planned out. He knew how he was going to create Adam and how he was going to make Eve, and he knew all about it. He knew how he was going to have Jesus Christ coming down on the cross. He knew all about it. He had it all mapped out. We know that from Genesis 3.4. We know he's going to pour out his spirit because Isaiah says, I will pour out my spirit and I'll speak to my people and I'll cause them a refreshing. He has it all mapped out. He knows exactly when he's coming back for the church. He knows all about it. He has a plan. What I'm saying is God is not a time waster. And if God is not a time waster, we ought not be either. I'll give this to you. wise words. I think it's fair to say this prayer. God, fill my mouth with wise words. Is that all right? Everything I say on Facebook or social media, everything I tweet or text or show, God, give my mouth wise words because, Lord, you know how shortcoming I am in that department. Proverbs 11 and 12 says it this way. It is foolish to belittle a neighbor. A person with good sense remains silent. Sometimes it's wise to give yourself silent treatment. Down south they say, I'm just going to hush. You may want to blurt it out. You may want to give them a piece of your mind. You may want to straighten them out. But I'm telling you right now, if you've got that unction going on, I'm telling you right now, on the authority of the Word of God, it's best just to shut up. And i tell you why. Because the enemy is out to seek and to kill and destroy. And that person who said, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words may never hurt me. That was a fat, fat lie. How do you know? Because the word was formed and the world was formed on a word. The world is sustained by the word of God. And the church moves forward by us giving up the logos and the rhema word of God. And Satan wants to shut the mouth of the church With all the wisdom and all the words of God. And they just want us blabbing nonsense. And I've got a good news and a good word for you today. If you were in the business or if you were even pushed to belittle someone. It is not the will and the word of God to belittle anybody. I could go on for three days on that. But you got the point. Proverbs 11 and 17 says it this way. Your own soul is nourished when you are kind. But check it out. You destroy yourself when you are cruel. You mean when I'm good to somebody, when I give good words, when I give flowery words? I'm not talking about being fake. I'm talking about being real. Even if you can't stand them, you can still say God loves you. Huh? But when you do the kindness, when you do the love, somewhere in the recesses of your heart, there's an investment. God puts nourishment in you, sustainability in you and warm words in you. That way, when the cruel words come your way because God's been nourishing you because your kindness and your love to other people, even the ones that drive you crazy and put your boiling up to 99.9, Nine, maybe 100%. When you're giving up the goodness and the kindness and the love, then one day when the table is turned because of all the nourishment that's been going in us and we have redeemed the time and we was wise with the words, we can stand that test of time. One more, in case you're wondering, Proverbs 15 and 4. Gentle words bring life and health. A deceitful tongue crushes the spirit. Gentle words. What's gentle words? Gentle words is you could say a whole lot and say nothing at all. Gentle words is, you know what? You may not agree with this one over here, that one over there. But you could crush their spirit for a long, long time, even for the sake of eternity, by the way that you use those words. A gentle word. Picture it like this. I'm just about dumb. When you hold that baby, a little tiny baby, I saw a little gaffer back there a little ago, a little while ago. There's a young'un sitting there. Just picture how you hold little kids. When you hold them and they're crying, you don't say, stop your crying! What's wrong with you? How you hold that baby, all right. It's all right. Your voice tone is nothing nice but a whisper. But why is it in the spirit when we've got babies in Christ sometime? Maybe they've been in church for years, but they're babies in certain categories. Remember when you're dealing with them. It's all right. It's all right. God's got this. I may not even agree with everything you're doing, just like that little baby. I may not agree. It's 3 o'clock in the morning. We're both supposed to be sleeping right now. Still, it's a gentle word. It's a gentle word. You're calming the spirit. You're reminding them it's going to be all right. It's going to be And God is nourishing. God is nourishing. God's dumping in the strength. God's dumping in the love. He's just pouring bucket loads of nourishment on you and the person you're talking to. And that gentle word all of a sudden brings them to life. And all of a sudden that seed inside that person says, I want more of what you got. I know you don't like me a whole lot. I know we don't agree on everything. But all of a sudden there's life in that relationship. There's a desire to want more. There's something more because your words, your words, your words are life and light to that person that brought them a better day. Because here's the opposite. A deceitful tongue crushes the spirit of God. It crushes the spirit of man. What's the trap? What's the trap of the tempter? What's the bait? It is simply this. He does not want the church walking in love that we find out in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 1. He doesn't want to walk. see the church walk in light as we see in Ephesians 5, verse 8. And he doesn't want us walking in wisdom as we see in Ephesians 5, verse 15. And all day long, there's a trap. No light, no wisdom, no love. No light, no wisdom, no love. And every one of us will face those barriers, and every one of us will face those traps. So how do you know what's a trap? How do you and I know? Say, God, I need more of you. I need more of your love. I need more of your wisdom. I need more of your power. I want to be so brilliant in things of spirit. I couldn't pass a math test or an engineering test. But God, when it comes to the test of eternity, I want to pass everyone every time. I'm going to get in your word. I'm going to get in worship. I'm going to get in your spirit. I'm going to get to know the mind of the Father. I'm going to get to know what it's like to operate the word of knowledge and the word of wisdom on a regular basis. I'm still going to seek you. There was a song written quite a few years ago that says, wise men still seek him. What's the wisest move you could ever make? Seek him. Seek him. Paul said it this way. Oh, that I might know him and the power of his resurrection. We wore these t-shirts today that says, I have decided. What have we decided here at St. Croix? We decided we're going to go after light and love and wisdom. Amen. We made up our mind, we're gonna go after that move of God talking about graves into gardens. We're gonna talk about the fact we are covered by the blood. We're gonna talk about the fact that, you know what, my redeemer lives. We're gonna talk about the fact that he's still building his kingdom here. We're gonna talk about the fact that the dead is coming to life. We're gonna talk about the fact we're loving one another with gentle words and careful words and the word of God and the word of love over one another. God pours his power on that stuff. So what are you seeking? And after you've answered that question about what it is you are seeking, then you can answer the question, are you being wise with your time? The season that you and I are in right now is so going beyond just going to church 52 times a year. The season that you and I are now is looking Monday to Saturday. We're looking for an opportunity to give gentle words, words of wisdom, to be in the light. Every moment we're out in the public, every moment we're home with our families, God, give me opportunity to shine your light. God, give me opportunity to walk in wisdom. Give me a word of knowledge. Give me a word of wisdom that you be glorified, they be edified, Satan be terrified. This is not the season just to be good old churchy-churchy. Go, go-getters. This is a season where God is calling the church to say, you know what? I have employed you. Go raise the dead. Go heal the sick. Cast out demons. That's what he said to his disciples, did he not? Freely you have received, now freely give. Not once did he say, all right, you go to that church 52 times a year, scratch that itch, put the sticker on the fridge, you're good to go. He said, go, I don't care if it's Monday morning. He never even brought the Sabbath day up in the conversation. He said, just go. I don't care if it's Monday at 2 o'clock. I don't care if you're at the superstore. I don't care if you're at the office. I don't care if you're at the plant. I'm telling you right now, you heal the sick, you raise the dead, and you cast out demons. And what you've been given freely, you give it away. And I will assure you that God's power and God's authority and God's glory would be upon that. Amen. Voice say, "Ah, I want the move of God. We are in the move of God. I say it all the time, get under the spout where the glory comes out. And everything we've been talking about in the first five chapters of the book of Ephesians gives us insight into how the miracles and the signs and the wonders and salvations of God happen. It happens when we are deep and right in the will of the heart of the Father. We all stand to our feet this morning. My prayer is this. My challenge is this today. God, let's be wise people. Let's be wise with our time. Let's be wise with our resources. Let's be wise with the things that we've learned and known. Let's be wise. For a fool has said in his heart, there's no God. Father, right now I pray over those dear people that are online today and those that are here in this congregation today that we be wise we walk in the realm of the wisdom of God in this house that we have the knowledge of God but we also have the know-how of God what to do with the wisdom the knowledge God's given us How to effectively employ that in our mind, in our heart, and in the lives of others. God help us, help us that we walk carefully and not as fools and redeem at the time. As we begin to worship this morning, prepare our hearts to receive right now, I want us to challenge ourselves and say, what am I doing with my time? And I being a wise steward of the time that God has allotted me. For the days of a man are numbered. Thanks for tuning into our podcast today. We pray that you've been equipped and encouraged. Continue to follow us on sccc.online and there will be resources and tools available to you. And reach out to us at any time if we can help. Have an amazing day.